and welcome back to Zero Correlation. I'm Cheryl Chuvin, and as always, coming to you from my bathroom floor. Um, I'd like to wish everyone congratulations and really, you know, commend them on making it through another week. We did it, guys. We made it through another week. I know it was tough. I know you didn't think you were going to make it, but you persevered. And here we are back at Sunday. So really, kudos to you. We've made it. But I was talking to one of my best friends, Nomi, this week, and we were discussing how some things now just feel longer. And she's like, Corona years are like dog years. Anything that happens now to you is at least, at the minimum, multiplied by seven. Like, let me explain. If before quarantine, you were on one date with someone, it's really like you've been on seven. If you've been dating someone for one month, nope, it's really been like you've been dating seven months. If you've been working from home now for six weeks, jokes on you, it's really 42 weeks. It really feels that much longer. And this is why we're all losing it. Like, I think I figured it out why everyone's absolutely losing their shit and losing their mind. Because we're all on the verge of insanity if we haven't reached insanity yet. And we're all going to crack if, again, we haven't cracked now. Because it's just an unfair advantage. Everything that's happening now is multiplied and just feels at a higher magnitude than everything else. Everything feels more intense. Everything feels more urgent. Everything feels just a lot. And I know, of course, there's certain things where this can be a silver lining and it can be good and working your favor in certain ways. Like if you're dating someone, you could feel closer to them or your relationship has sped up a bit because you're spending more time together and it's kind of, you know, the world's ending and it's Corona season and pandemic and everyone's kind of like, oh, fuck, my life is crazy. So that can make you feel close to people, you know, a relationship, friends, family, for good, better, or worse, people do come together in time of crisis. Um, that's just kind of how we're we're made. But mostly, just no, a whole lot of no. This isn't necessarily something working in our favor. I don't know about any of you, but working from home still isn't pleasant. It it's still not fun. Six weeks in, and it's still bad. Yes, I don't want to kill my boss anymore. Yes, I've worked on those feelings of rage, you know, and we've worked it out. But it's still really, really hard. Working from home sucks. Being your normal self sucks because you don't feel like your normal self. And you feel so out of control. And so I don't even have the proper word out of control, I guess is the best one you just feel out of sorts. And you can't even be yourself. And if you're like me and have a hard time focusing in general, not that I'm ADD or anything, I just have a really hard time focusing. Focusing now is even harder. Like my brain used to be in a hundred different places at once. And now it's in about 700 different places at once. Because again, it's that time seven thing. But I just think it's hard. And a lot of things as time goes on, they do get easier you know, just, you know, 
practice makes consistency, never perfect, but consistency, and you get better things as time goes on. But I don't feel this way with Corona. I don't feel this way with this pandemic. I don't feel this way with the social distancing and the isolation and the quarantine, the work from home. As time goes on, I'm not getting better at it. I think if anything, I'm getting worse at it. In the beginning, I was like, okay, it's going to be two, three weeks. Just, you know, bunker down. You got this. It's going to be fine. But now, I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm really not getting better at it. I'm just not. I may have taught myself how to paint my nails. Not well, but done it. And already a week later, all the polish is off, all chipped. My nails are basically my brain. All chipped. So I know... There might be an end in sight, but then again, who knows? It all can be extended and postponed yet again. But I really, I don't think this is something we're going to get better at. I think it's something we're just going to have to get through and keep pushing forward and try your best and just keep pushing because I don't know about all of you, but this is not something that I'm excelling at or becoming consistent in or getting better at. So don't feel bad. It's not you. It is the corona. It's the corona crazy. It's the clusterfuck. It's not you. It's the corona. Everything feels more intense because it is more intense. And just give yourself a break because you're doing the best you can. I'm doing the best we can. We can. I can. I'm one person. Me. I. We're all just doing the best we can. So I think we just, as always, give ourselves a break, cut ourselves some slack, and just keep trying to do the best we can. So this week, I took on a big project. I did the switch. Now, I don't know about anyone else who lives in a shoebox New York City apartment and if they know what the switch is, but I have to do the big switch. So let me explain what the big switch is. Because I live in a shoebox tiny apartment, so tiny that I have to record my podcast in my bathroom, my closet is not big enough to hold the clothes for all seasons. My drawers are not big enough to hold all of my clothes. So I only have either fall and winter clothes out or spring and summer clothes out at one time. And when it's not in my closet or my drawers, it's in containers under my bed. And yes, I understand that I may have more clothes than the average person, kind of a recovering shopaholic. I definitely have serious shopping issues. We'll save that for a different conversation at a different time. But I have to do the switch. And the switch isn't easy. The switch is highly time-consuming. It takes me about two days. Um, While I'm in the middle of the switch, it looks like a war zone in my apartment, like a hurricane hit. And it looks like I'll never recover from it and never get it tidy and clean again. Like the mess will just take over and stay. But I did it. And this... and. This time, I also took out everything from my drawers. I reorganized, I refolded, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Whenever I do do the switch, I also purge. If I didn't wear something that season, I get rid of it. Or if it's something that's really old, I get rid of. Or, I, you know, something I know that a friend or my sister will really like, I get rid of and give to them, which is really hard for me because I like stuff. I'm not a hoarder by any means, but I like stuff and I don't like change and I like my things and everything. So I did the big switch. And even though it's corona and who knows when we will all leave our homes again, I was determined to do the switch. The switch needed to happen. It was something that always happens 
in the end of April, beginning of May for me, spring and summer is my favorite seasons, my favorite clothes. I had to do it. And it was a huge process and it was so time consuming. And even though it might be super hopeful and optimistic, because again, who knows when I'm going to be wearing real clothes on a consecutive, consistent basis, but it was something that I needed to do to like feel normal and feel regular. And I know normal and regular and back to how it used to be are all such vague terms, but I don't know. I thought that if I did something optimistic, maybe it would like force the world to change. And I know that's not how the world works. I'm not an idiot, but hear me out. Like sometimes it's like, if you want something to happen, you have to manifest it, right? So you like shower it out in the universe or you do something to like help push it in that direction. And again, the universe does not give a shit what I think or I have to say. I'm one person in a world of billions and the universe could not give two shits, three shits, zero fucks, nothing. The universe does not care about me or what I think. But in my own world, I decided that if I do the switch, it was going to facilitate things and make me feel better. And it was something I need to do for me. So even though it might be very optimistic and stupid. I did it anyways. And honestly, as much as during it, I hate it because again, war zone in my apartment and it's literally no bueno. Afterwards, I always feel a really big sense of accomplishment and I feel better and I get excited about the changing of the seasons and clothes I haven't worn in a year and everything like that. It really helps me. And I'm not like this like oh, I organized to make myself feel better. No, I'm so not like that. If anyone knows me, I'm not like that at all. But this is something that's like a ritual for me and a tradition. I do it twice a year and it sucks while it's happening. But I always feel so good about it after. So maybe I will never wear my spring and summer clothes because who knows when we're leaving our homes again? Who knows when we'll go out and, you know, do things with people and go to restaurants and bars and the park and parties and travel. Who knows when we're doing all those things where you need your clothing. But again, I decided that I need to do it for me anyways. So I did it and it really made me feel better. So maybe, just maybe, a little, I don't know, suggestion, advice for all of you. Do something that you would normally do this time of year. Do something that makes you feel good. Do something that makes you feel like yourself. Even if it seems a little pointless because you might not, you know, have the same use as you usually do out of it, do it anyways. Do something to boost yourself up, facilitate that, manifest it. Tell the universe you don't give a fuck what they think and you're going to do it anyways. Again, what do I know? I'm not saying I'm smarter than anyone else. I'm not saying I know more than anybody else, but it's something that really helped me. So I figured I would pass it along. So do something that you normally do this time of year. Tuesday is Cinco de Mayo on a Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. It's very sad that we're not going to be able to go out for this, but I really think I'm going to make tacos that day anyways because tacos are life. And it's usually a day where I will go drink margaritas with my friends at an outdoor restaurant or a, a bar. Can't do that this year, but everybody who's listening, you should participate in Cinco de Mayo. It's literally... Taco Tuesday. Cinco de Mayo falling out on a Tuesday during quarantine is like the cruelest thing ever. So celebrate that. Celebrate you. Do things that make you feel good. And really, 
I think that's all life's about, doing things that make you feel good. So go for it. Do the things. So here's a serious question for all you iPhone users out there. Do I need to redo the face recognition on my phone? Because it only knows me without a mask. And now since I wear a mask in public, I literally have to type in my code every time, which again, such a first world problem, but it's also really annoying. So do we think that A, if I even try to do the face recognition redo with my mask, will it recognize that? Or is it like an eye thing or like it needs to see my whole face or will it take the mask as part of my face? I don't know, but do I need to redo that? Because again, I know it's a stupid problem, but typing in my password every time It's kind of annoying. And also, like, I don't know. It's just three more seconds that I'm just obviously way too busy to do. So I just don't have those three seconds to type in my password, obviously, because I'm that busy and that important, obviously. But I need to know if I should try doing that or if anyone has tried doing that and it worked. So let me know. But remember last week when I said that companies were probably going to start making masks? Well, Gap started making masks and Forever 21 did. It's now a thing. I got emails from both those companies saying they were going to do it. Like, and that they were actively selling masks right now and like making them fashionable. Like, which company is going to be next? I'm sure there are many companies doing it. I just haven't, you know, paid attention or seen it or anything, but it's definitely a thing now. So I totally called it. It's new marketing. It's a new product. It's a new niche. It's a new, new everything. Well, everything now is new because this is really unprecedented times. And I don't think in my lifetime, I ever thought that we'd be going through this pandemic or a pandemic in general. I never thought that I'd have to wear a mask in public and social distance six feet from people and not be able to go to work, schools being closed, all of that. Like this is the first time ever that New York City subways are no longer 24-7. They're being closed four hours from like 1 to 5 a.m. every single night to deep clean. Which, first of all, I think they need longer than four hours to deep clean, but that's just a personal opinion. But New York City subways since opening have always been 24 hours yes during the middle of the night it's definitely more space and time between subways of course but there was one always coming so you could get a subway at midnight 1 a.m 2 a.m 3 30 6 a.m any time of day there was a subway and now they're not anymore they're not 24 hours and to me that's just crazy because new york city is supposed to be a city that never sleeps a city that's always thriving, always going, a huge melting pot. And it's just not that anymore. New York City has changed and it's not what it used to be. And as much as it's a ghost town, it's also still popping because if you go to the park on a nice day and it's 70 degrees and there's some sun, everyone's out and about. How safe this is, unclear, I don't know. But as much as the streets are empty And there's not a lot of roads on the car. Wow, guys, that was backwards. Sorry, I'm exhausted. Cars on the road. I don't know. It's just, it's missing some of that something that makes it New York City. And I think the subway not being 24 hours anymore really set that in for me. 
And again, not that I've taken a subway in six, seven weeks. I haven't taken one since I started working from home. And I'm sure the subways are less packed and a lot of people are not taking them. But just the fact that they're not 24 hours anymore, I don't know. It kind of blew my mind. And I know it probably seems really insignificant to most of you, but it was something that really like set in and, you know, it really seemed that I let sink into my brain that like the world changing things that you thought would always be the same have changed now. So maybe like wearing masks forever or, you know, the next few years will be a thing. I don't know. I think everything's really up in the air and really up for grabs and Anyone who says they knows what's going to happen is lying because no one knows. No one's sure of anything right now. So if anyone tells you they're sure of what the future holds, call their bluff because they're not. They're not sure. And for somebody who loves to always be in control and always know what's going on, it's kind of crazy right now. It's kind of crazy how everything's so up in the air and no one knows. I don't know. Maybe it's just the control freaking me, but I like knowing And I like, if I don't know, I like knowing how I can get that information to know and to become more knowledgeable. And I just feel like that's not an option anymore. I don't know. These are just my stream of consciousness, consciousness, my random thoughts. But I ordered my tie-dye mask, like I said last week. It was supposed to come on Friday. It hasn't come. So I'm still using a Stuart paper mask that I really can't breathe in. So I really hope my tie-dye mask comes soon because I really want it. Um, and it's late, so they should get it to my house soon. Because obviously, my tie-dye mask is the most important thing going on in the world right now. And UPS and USPS, whatever it's being sent, obviously, it's the most important thing they need to deliver. And they need to deliver it to me ASAP. Obviously, it's most important. But if masks are now the new fashion statement, I have to wear tie-dye because tie-dye everything. So I hope it really comes soon so I can be in true mask fashion. It's your explaining. It's your explaining. She's gonna explain it to you. She's gonna explain it to you. It's your explaining. I don't think I'm ever gonna get over that theme song. It's just catchy, and I like it, and I love it, and I love that it has my name in it. Well, obviously, it was made for share explaining specifically but i do just love that it says share explaining which shares me so obviously the best but for this week's share explain and again if you don't remember what share explaining is it's when i take a urban dictionary or modern dating term and give you the definition i found and then give you my definition and if i have examples of it i will bestow my wisdom upon you um this week's i found an urban dictionary and it's the hug and roll And here you go. This term was first coined on the show Friends to describe a technique of getting enough space to sleep after cuddling with your girlfriend. Okay, first of all, Friends, great show, hysterical. If someone has not seen this episode, do yourself a favor and YouTube it because when Ross is explaining to Chandler how to do it, it's hysterical. David Schwimmer is such a good actor and Chandler is just so funny. Um, Matthew Perry They're just so funny, Um, but basically this is what Ross says. Okay, you're in bed. She's over on your side, cuddling. Now you wait for her to drift off, and then you hug her and roll her back over to her side of the bed, and then you roll away, 
hug for her, roll for you. Now, if you think about it, that's just hysterical. And also, ladies, I mean, men too, but usually I feel like men get the short end of the stick and have to be the big spoon rather than the small spoon. But again, each relationship's different. But I feel bad for men or whoever is the big spoon because cuddling is annoying to an extent. Like, does your arm not fall asleep? Because it must. Because... It's like under someone's body and it's so uncomfortable. And listen, I love to cuddle. I'm a big cuddler, snuggles, cuddles, affection, human contact, human interaction. Like I'm very like that. Definitely like a big thing for me. But I also don't want to be touched in my sleep. I need my space. So I'm all for the hug and roll. But the best is with a girl or a guy or if anyone doesn't know that the hug and roll is happening to them. That's hysterical. And I'm sure people have done it to me and I really don't care because like I don't want to really be touching you in my sleep because I sleep better when I'm not being touched or I really sleep better in my own bed. But that's a different story. But I just find it so funny that this is something that pertains to everyone because there's some people who don't like to cuddle at all. So like that's okay. There's some people who like to cuddle a little bit and then be left alone then there's the some people which they like to cuddle all the time and like cuddle throughout the entire night I get hot when I sleep a lot so I couldn't do that I would like to be sweating and overheating but it's just funny how like it's a conversation that happens and like friends came out a long time ago like many many years ago so this is obviously something that's been around forever but I just thought it's really funny so If you're hugging rolling, more power to you. If you have this problem and you were trying to think of a solution and didn't know, here you go. You're welcome. Solution given. Hug and roll. It's the way to do it. It's the way to be. And that's share explaining for this week. So if you need to hug and roll, go for it. And as always, just to remember, drink your coffee, mind your own business, wash your hands, do your squats, and as always, stay away from fuckboys. This was Zero Correlation. I'm Cheryl Chuvin, and thanks for listening.